It's time to hit In the Shop with Steve, Kirk, Brian, and Dan. I've been driving all night, my hands wet on the wheel. In the Shop, your source for the latest information and advice on maintaining and repairing your vehicle on KGMI Newstalk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Happy to be here with Kirk from Angler Automotive. I'm happy to be here, too, with you, Brian, from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. The question for you, a few weeks ago, you were going to go in the freezing weather out to the islands. That was last weekend. Did you make it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. It was uh, my friend uh, Barry. As a, his first boat he ever bought about 10 years ago, some 49-foot. Oh, he's got the big boat. Yeah, he's got the big boat. Man, it was crazy. I couldn't walk around. I went downstairs with both hands and both feet balancing uh, to get a soda pop and uh, got the soda pop downstairs, and I was going to go back up onto the fly bridge, and I realized I'm not going to make it. I need both hands to... Hang on to things, or I'm going to be crawling up there. On the 49-foot boat. On the 49-foot boat out there. You told me you were going out there, and I'm thinking about you going out, and you're like 23-foot penyans. No, 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 no. No, this was— I'm like, what is wrong with Kurt? This uh, was—and it was a blast. I mean, it was so fun, rocking and rolling. Just amazed at a boat that big. Um, Apparently, it's like 52,000 pounds or something. Um, Rocking and rolling— I mean, he's got a like a 11, 10, 11 foot Zodiac kind of boat hanging off the back on these like a little crane hanging over the back of the swim. So there's times where the stern of the boat would drop down so far the the dinghy would actually float up and get smashed up against the things. And the neat part about it was uh, went out with uh, my sons and Dranum and Kurgeon and uh, my buddy's um, son and then. Uh, Barry, the owner of their boat. Um, the kids were downstairs in the back part of the boat. They've got their bedroom's got a queen size bed in it. Um, the kids had a Monopoly game set up on that thing, and they're standing around playing Monopoly through this whole thing. You know, you're down low in the back, best, calmest spot to be. So, anyway, it was great. Went out to Lopez Island, got out of the wind, threw some crab pots in, caught two crab. Woke up Sunday morning, and it was flat, sunshine, pristine. T-shirt weather, 45 degrees. Beautiful. 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 Well, we should probably... Talk about cars? Talk about cars. Let's do that. And we are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI, 676-5464. We always prefer that the listeners call in and drive the show. So uh, any automotive-related question, heck, Kirk Kirk might even answer a boat question for you. Well... Yeah, I'll try. Um, but do give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. A number of things to talk about. Obviously, uh, our weather has shifted. We've went from our ridiculously long, no rain, hot summer directly into winter now with a, a one fall storm in between. I like that. You like that. I, I really, really like that. You enjoy a snow-covered freeway now and then. Yeah. yeah. Like this morning. I did everything wrong. All the things that... Um, I quack about or preach about or nag about uh, preparing for winter, 
you know, when you park your car at night, what do you do? Oh, you put uh, your you wife in the Everything I did wrong this morning. Sometimes it's just that way. Sometimes it is. Well, we Sometimes are gonna, it is. We are going to talk a little bit about winter prep, things you should probably think about. Actually, things you probably should have already thought about. Um, but there's still time to take care of some of them. It's early, and technically winter hasn't even started yet. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, it's still fall. Still fall. When's winter? Autumn. 21st? 21st. Oh, okay. Right. Coming up soon. We do have uh, Tim on the line. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. I guess it was time for my once every two month call to you guys. Uh, I have a '93 F350 going through a lot of oil. I'm not leaking anything anywhere. Uh, I re- I occasionally see me blowing some some bluish whitish smoke out when I have to get on it. Uh, but everything that I've researched kind of points to a PCV valve. That would be the quickest and easiest thing. That This is a gas engine, I take it, right, Tim? No, it's diesel. Oh, it is a diesel. That makes things a little more complex. Uh, Kirk, the PCV system, that's probably an old-school 7.3 diesel then? Yes. Non-turbo? Turbo. Oh, it is a turbo in the 93. Um, How many so, miles are on it? Uh, 165. I don't know. I don't work on those things. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bit of research on on where that where that oil is getting into the engine. I mean, there's a few different places it, it can come from. You know, if this were a gas engine, I'd be talking like valve stem seals, maybe rings, some 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 internal engine components along with the PCV valve. On that diesel, I'd be pulling those air tubes, the the charge air intake tubes between the uh, the turbo to the intake system to the engine. And, and see if you have oil building up in those intake tubes. Um, okay. You get, you get an engine with that many miles, and this doesn't matter whether it's a diesel engine or a gas engine. The, the turbos do sometimes, as they wear, start to have a tendency to, to leak oil from the center bearing. And that oil can leak into the exhaust, and usually it ends up getting sucked into the intake, especially under deceleration and non-turbo, non-boost conditions. Um, but if those charge air tubes are full of oil, then I'd be looking at towards the possibility of a turbocharger pushing some oil into the intake, especially when you talk about that uh, that smoke when you're under heavy boost and heavy throttle it, and the turbo spools up. If there's any oil built up in those tubes, it tends to just get pushed into the engine. Okay. On the bright side with the diesel, it kind of burns with the fuel, and you get a little bit of extra fuel, maybe a boost in power. A little bit of extra lubrication there. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, my thoughts, I'd be thinking along the lines of, of the turbo, the PCV system on the old 7.3 turbo diesels. I am not familiar with them. Like I said, it was a gas engine, non, non-forced induction. I'd be, be thinking a PCV system would be good to check, but you could have a, a number of different things going on turbo at the top of my list. You know, you might have uh, some injectors that might be overfueling a little bit, kind of activity there too. Okay. Well, I'll start with the valve because that is cheap and inexpensive and pretty easy. And then they, now on a truck that old, there's no way I'd take it to the parts store and it would throw any kind of code with it. Nope. You're not going to get any kind of codes out of that. They, I, I'm not even sure if that has a diagnostic connector on it. That's uh, 
that's pretty old when you get to that. It may have some electronics involved, but that's probably a, a mechanical mechanical fuel pump and induction system. How much okay. oil how much oil are you using? I'd say about a quart every six hundred miles. Well, I remember back in the good old days. These are still the good old days. We're making them, but the old good old days. Um, <clears throat> reading some article on um, Ford was like a quart of oil and uh, whatever, 300 miles or 400 miles or something like that. I know that. they used 600 for years. Yeah, yeah. So it might they just come- get broken. It might just be broken into as per what Ford decided back in the day. But um seems like it's a little high, though. Boy, on on that one, I'm not sure. DK Diesel may be able to help you out. Yeah, you might talk to those guys. DK Diesel, okay. out there on uh, what are they on Bakerview? No, Hannigan, Bakerview and Hannigan. Yeah, I'd talk to those guys. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Yeah, right, I, it's Tim. not like I'm losing any power or anything. So, okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Yep. Yeah, as. Uh, as, as time goes on here, the trend with auto manufacturers and new cars, they're going to smaller and smaller engines, you know, putting these little three-and-a-half-liter turbocharged EcoBoost engines in the, the F-250s. And, or how about and the, the, what is it, the Italian-made one in the Ram 1500? Yeah. And I, I, I guess that went away. You know, they— uh, That was a good idea, getting rid of it. I thought it was a great idea when they came up with the idea. Oh, they're great ideas, absolutely. Yeah, but it's not very good. But we 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 start design. to see more and more as these uh, engines start to age, where we had an an era where the expectation of of three hundred thousand miles out of an engine um, was pretty realistic. Half a million miles was pretty realistic. But we're getting into some of these newer vehicles where they go with really small displacement engines. Um, they get great fuel economy. They've got a turbocharger or two. A massive amount of power in this tiny little toy. And uh, and and there tends to be some pitfalls to that. Suddenly they're not 300,000 miles in mile engines. I've always used the rule of thumb. You throw a turbo on the engine, you cut the engine's life in half. Yeah. And now I'm thinking that might be like two-thirds. And we're seeing some of these vehicles, they're, they're 100, 120, 130,000 mile engines because of the turbocharger. And just falling apart additional wear and you just you run into some really expensive issues that first hundred thousand miles the first fifty thousand miles no brainer no problem in most cases a hundred thousand miles not really a big deal you get into the second hundred thousand miles the second owner and we're seeing some expensive repairs into the several thousands of dollars where on a, a gas engine or or an old school diesel engine we wouldn't have been seeing these issues but we're seeing them commonly now yeah kind of crazy Kind of crazy. And, and as as most of my customers put it, and my technicians, they're really fun to drive. They have incredible amounts of power they for do. the size of the engine. You know, there's something to be the the old term. There's no replacement for displacement. Um, you know, you think about it though. Once they finally started perfecting the old cast iron engines, and you know, through the I guess what the nine, I'm thinking the 350 Chevrolet. Once they finally really, really, really fixed the 350 Chevrolet, put roller rockers and all that stuff in there. Finally got some crank seals that didn't leak all the time, made some decent valve covers. And, you know, um, that was a great old engine. Um, 
you know, and they went what with the five three, uh, what they're on their fifth generation five three. Um, Nothing like a good old LS. You know, and they're going, actually, uh, I've been reading up a little bit on uh, Chevrolet is uh, going back to an inline six-cylinder motor. Yep. We, we, we see them semi-regularly now in the, the Trailblazers and a few yeah, other vehicles. I have not seen one yet, but um, holy mackerel, I think. What is it, a three-liter? Three-liter inline six turbocharged direct fuel injection and all that other stuff. And they're getting some power out of those things. And I wonder if those are going to be hanging together. We shall see. Yeah. We're going to take a little break here. Give us a call, 360-676-KGMA. You are in the shop with Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. Duarte and Bodie's Black Friday prices are available for one final weekend on appliances, barbecues, mattresses, and more. Don't miss your last chance to get the lowest prices of the year on the best selection of ranges, wall ovens, cooktops, microwaves, dishwashers, refrigerators, and so much more. Plus, mattresses, adjustable bases, boxes, pillows, and sheets are all on sale. Don't stress about the holidays. Shop today for delivery and installation before Christmas. This weekend, Duarte and Bodie is offering installation rebates up to $150 on select Bosch dishwashers and up to $250 on select Bosch refrigerators, ranges, wall ovens, and cooktops. Keep your cash for Christmas and pay no money down with special no-interest financing for up to 18 months on qualifying appliances and up to 72 months on qualifying mattresses. Don't miss your last chance to score Black Friday prices for the biggest savings of the year. This weekend at DeWard and Bodie in Bellingham and Burlington. Financing OAC offer qualifications apply. You go to great lengths to keep your carpet clean. Kids, get out of the living room. You spend your days scolding loved ones. Honey, take your shoes off. Trying to create an invisible shield to keep all the dirt and stains out. Welcome to our home. And just please stay on the plastic, okay? From summer's barbecue stains to your kids' dirty cleats, call Swans today or visit them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals and groups giving back to our community. Dedicated to service wants to wish a heartfelt thank you to all our first responders this holiday season. We respect and appreciate all you do for our communities. This message brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, your newest fine jewelry store. Explore their premium GIA certified selection of diamonds, Rolex watches, and luxury jewelry. On Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107. Follow the bright light. Inflation hitting you like a stampede of hangry elephants? You're not alone. But this holiday season, Bellingham Coin has quality gifts for any budget. From antique jewelry and vintage tees to gold and silver coins and everything in between. Their staff can help you pick out that special item for that special someone. No earth shaking or wallet crushing required. Come find your hidden treasures by visiting us at the Bellingham Coin Shop on Cornwall Avenue in Bellingham and at BellinghamCoin.com. Relive your favorites every day on Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. Kick off your workday with a 9 a.m. music marathon. Over an hour of commercial-free classics. Hit after hit from your favorite artists all day, every day. And the broadcast sponsor of the Bellingham Bells. Listen live online, 98.9kbay.com. Join the fun and be a part of Bellingham's newest radio station, 98.9 and AM 930 KBay. 
The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. We're ready to bust out a tune there. You know, I got to say. They made you smile. I know. The thing, the sound system up here, or when I'm getting through the headphones, right, makes country music. I I, I wanted to listen to that, that entire song. You know, it just sounds so good. I think that's why I do the radio show. That's right. It's just For the because I music. can actually hear people because I got headphones on and it's going blasting right into my head. You know, you can get hearing aids without a prescription now. And uh, I got an earmuff on each side, so when the words go in one side, they don't just shoot out the other. They're trapped inside <laughs> of my head, and I can actually have time to process. Yeah, process it a little bit as it's bouncing around in there. Well, we are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI, and we have Cliff here this morning. Cliff, what can we do for you? Yeah, I have uh, an 87 Suzuki Samurai, and since it's getting cold and the snow coming out, I decided to kind of take it out of storage, and it starts pretty good, and um, it revs up just fine, but as soon as I put a load on it, it dies, and I'm just curious what my my options be to look for. Ooh, that's a tough one. How about the... What used to be the rubber boot that went between the uh, mouse airflow sensor and the uh, throttle body is now a plastic boot, and it's got a crack in it. Why, 87 Um, Samurai, I'm wondering, is that Samurai fuel-injected even? No. Well, blows my theory. Okay, (laughs) how about what used to be a rubber hose going to a a, a map sensor is now broken and... Uh, you know, I might have a computer-controlled carburetor. Boy, that thing is so old; it's so hard to say. And I'm gonna go. To, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to my my go-to questions on an older carbureted vehicle. When you stored that vehicle, did you have gasoline in it? Yes. How long has it been stored? Um, well, I I I. I Considered gas might be a problem, so I drained it all out and put fresh gas in it. All right. When you stored it, did you have ethanol-free fuel in it? Um, no. Okay. So if, if you didn't have ethanol-free fuel in it, um, and then you went and you started it with that old fuel, you started it on uh, a mixture of fuel and water because ethanol fuel absorbs moisture um, to the tune of somewhere in the neighborhood of about 5% water um, was in the, the fuel tank when you went to start it. Secondly, mm-hmm. that ethanol in the fuel goes up through the fuel system, causes rubber to swell, um, sometimes deteriorate and go up and plug a fuel filter. Um, so I'd be putting a fuel filter on there, and I'd be cleaning it off real good and blowing backwards through it and seeing what kind of stuff I get out of it. Give me an indication of how plugged or restricted it is. It might just have a plug fuel filter. Lastly, uh-huh. that ethanol goes up into the carburetor, and it sits there, and it causes rubber O-rings and other things to swell. It's corrosive. Um, it cleans the metal off, so the steel and things like that off, so they can rust. Um, cleans aluminum, so it can oxidize. Um, and then... Uh, in a lot of carburetors, they have a rubber tip on the needle and seat that regulates the fuel flow into the float bowl. That rubber tip goes from a nice tapered tip that seals really good 
to it mushrooms out to more like a Hershey's Kiss kind of bulbous size, which then pushes uh-huh. pushes down on the float and causes your fuel level inside the carburetor to either be too low or it doesn't seal properly and it causes it to be too high and to overflow and run really rich. Um, I don't even know if you can get a carburetor kit for that thing these days. Um, but the, yeah. the, the ethanol is just, it is the death of a carbureted fuel system. Yeah. So I guess, I guess another question is, do you know anybody, I'm having a hard time finding anybody that even wants to work on it. <laughs> I honest, um, honestly, I, I don't really know of anybody. Um, for, for me, that normally comes down to, this is an enthusiast type, um, repair or rebuild. So many of those uh-huh. that uh, chassis that are even still in existence have been uh, have been engine swapped to a different engine in them, something newer, fuel injected, and otherwise. And people take them to car shows or out off roading with a modern fuel injected engine in them. Yeah, they swap out the whole drivetrain. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool little vehicles for the era, though. Oh yeah, I, I, I really love it, you know. But um, yeah, it just um, like I said, it, it uh, I'd like to get it running. Uh, runs fine when it's idling, or I can rev it up. But as soon as I put a load on it, it just goes. <laughs> so you know, one of the things you might do. Um, are you mechanically inclined at all? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Well, one of the things you, what I might try to do as a professional, is uh, I would. Um, you know, let it run for a while outside, uh-huh. and let it let it run for a while, and let some fuel run on through that thing. You know, yeah, that well, might. I, I did that the other day. I let it for... run for fifteen twenty minutes, and and um, same result. Right? As soon as I started, uh, um, my driveway's got a little bit of a hill on it, and as soon as I started to go up the driveway, it just petered out. Well, and then I'd blow some carb cleaner down the vent while it's running. Anyway, it looks like okay. well, I'm getting this. Got to take a break thing. Uh, Brian's giving me the sign. I'm talking too much. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, thank you. Looks like we got to take. Hey, good luck on that. Suzuki thank Samurai. you. Didn't they roll over all the time too? Only if you turn too fast. Like around a corner. Sometimes. Downtown. Sometimes. We're yeah. going to talk a little bit more about the Samurai in a minute. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop with Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. This is Russ at Linden Manor Assisted Living. While the world has changed, the needs of our seniors have not. At Linden Manor, we offer independent and assisted living, as well as memory care. It's your private apartment. You don't live at our work, we work in your home. We have 24-hour nursing staff, weekly housekeeping, 
three daily meals, on-site beauty salon, and activities to keep both mind and body young. Find value in community living. Visit our website at lindenmanor.com or call Janet for more information. Bellingham Athletic Club knows fitness and understands what it takes to maintain an active lifestyle. They've been the leader in fitness for Whatcom County since 1975. If you're looking for a motivating atmosphere, BAC is the place to be. And now is the time to join. Give yourself the gift of fitness this holiday season because you're worth it. Stop by and see them. You'll be glad you did. Bellingham Athletic Club, where healthy isn't just a goal, it's a way of life. Located at 4191 Meridian and at BellinghamAthleticClub.com. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are, and if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief. Hate speech is on the rise on Twitter. Here's CBS's Steve Futterman. Since the online social media giant was taken over by Elon Musk, there's been a spike in tweets containing hate speech. This according to several groups, including the Anti-Defamation League. Daily slurs against African-Americans have more than doubled. Anti-gay and anti-Semitic posts have also significantly risen. President Biden is pushing for Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in the runoff election in Georgia. He faces Republican Herschel Walker. One of the things about Warnock is he has real character. He's a truly decent, honorable man. The November jobs report was released yesterday. Business analyst Jill Schlesinger on the big takeaways. The consistent theme is we are gradually slowing down. Job growth is decelerating. Employers added 263,000 jobs in November, while the unemployment rate stayed level at 3.7 percent. CBS News Brief, I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Mangler Automotive. Shout out to our co-host, Steve, at the Panacea Auto Repair and Dan at Bellingham Automotive. And Burlington, is it? Come on, give the guy credit. And uh, we are taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. Give a little shout out, too, to some Whatcom County High School football teams. Got Linden playing at 5 o'clock for state championship in the... Uh, 2A, I believe. Mount Baker for the 1A championship at noon. I think over on KPUG. So uh, listen in. Listen in. Cheer on your uh, high school athletes and football teams. Good luck to the coaches and everybody out there. Pretty excited about that. We had a, a mention of uh, Mount Baker's coach. Was that Mount Baker's coach? 
And, uh, yeah, I was going to bring that up as well. Um, uh, one of the greatest men I have known, um, a, a fabulous human being, Coach uh, Jim Freeman, James Freeman, a longtime coach at Mount Baker. He has so many coaching accolades over the years. Um, his commitment to kids, teaching math at Mount Baker, uh, Lemmy Tribal High School, um, and a few other areas around here. Um, almost an Olympic athlete, um, an incredible runner, um, placing high in various marathons, and uh, coaching kids for decades in uh, multiple coaching Hall of Fames. Jim Freeman, uh, I knew him later in his later years, um, serving on the Mount Baker School Board with him. And uh, my heart goes out to uh, his, his wife and family, um, passed away this week. And uh, so many people that I've known over the years were, were coached by him, um, knew him as a, a professional and a colleague. And, and again, I was fortunate to know him and serve on the Mount Baker School Board for several years. Um, so my condolences to his family. And uh, if you want to see uh, an article on that, the Cascadia Weekly has a great article on him. And as good as that article, it, an article is, it only touches on, on just a minuscule number of great things he's done in his life. Just a fabulous person. So I will leave it at that. Outstanding. And it uh, looks like we do have uh, the caller stacking up here. We have uh, Jim on the line here. Thanks for your patience, Jim. How can we help you? Oh, good morning. Hey, uh, enjoy the show, especially the comedy part of it. Uh, so I uh, just had a question for you. You were talking a little earlier about uh, the four cylinders type stuff and, you know, how they, uh, they wear out, especially the, uh, the turbo type. When you add turbo, that, that cuts the... Uh, cuts the wear and tear, you know, or doubles the wear and tear and cuts the engine life in half. Wondering what your thoughts are on, uh, you know, the PT Cruiser, uh, maybe the uh, HHR, you know, the Chevy little panel type stuff, you know. You are absolutely correct. They are fun to drive, you know, a little four on the floor. And, and uh, for their size, they got some nice, nice power. But I'm wondering uh, – uh, what your thoughts are on the used ones? I've noticed that uh, you know, looking around, that boy, you get uh, you get 140, 150 thousand miles on those, and um, they seem like they, uh, you know, they better head for the shop for some uh, extensive uh, overhaul. So, just wondering what your what your thoughts on both those uh, both those uh, cars are. Well, if you were to call me and say, you know, I, I found a good deal on a PT Cruiser. I was wondering if you could do a pre-purchase check on it. I'd say, um, you know, you should probably. I'd say, how much are they paying you to take it off their hands? <laughs> I, not a P, not a PT Cruiser fan, let me tell you. Okay. Um, and, you know, they can be fun to drive. They're kind of cute. Um, but, yeah, let, let's, let's move you on to another car. Now, this is not just from a quality perspective. This is from yeah. an ease of maintenance and repair perspective or lack thereof. Yeah, maybe okay. choose a 1984 Chevy Cavalier or maybe a 1986 <laughs> uh, Mercury Sable Heck, you <laughs> might even 300,000 oh, miles. You might even think about picking yeah. up that 87 Samurai instead. Oh, well, what about the, the Chevy little one, that HHR? I think I would call uh, I would call that a, a a step up. Oh, really? Okay, a, a step up from the PT Cruiser. But Kirk's giving me a funny look. Yeah, I I would me. say on the uh, HHR, um, the PT Cruiser would be how much are you going to pay me to take this off your hands? The yeah. HHR, I would probably just free to a good home it. 
and uh, if you can get it for nothing, um, I mean nothing, zero. Um, okay. Called for okay. brutal honesty, right? Yeah, then oh, that yeah, would absolutely. be that would be. Um, yeah. I think where I'd go with yeah. that. You know, the Honda elements are kind of cute too, and they're actually really good vehicles. Yeah, oh, yeah, they are. How's, the, how's that? And you know, okay. and the nice thing about the Honda element um, is that if it does break, eh, all cars break, but you're still sure. going to be sure. able to get parts for that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and a high probability you're going to be able to get a lot of Honda parts for that thing still too. And even though they didn't make don't make Scions anymore, those little Scion XAs or XBs, those little boxy things oh, are yeah. kind of cute. Yeah. And they're good yeah. cars, too. They're just Toyotas with a different badge, mm-hmm. mostly. Well, are you telling me then uh, that they don't even make parts for PT Cruisers or no. the HHRs? There's lots of parts oh. for them. They're going to need them. And and, oh. and and in and in all honesty, we had a PT Cruiser that was in actually relatively good shape in our in our shop last week. We did quite a bit of work to it. They did get a great yeah. deal on it, and it's going to be a good car for someone. But but it is taking an investment, and there's still a list of of repairs. These aren't just maintenance things; they're just repairs to go into them. Um, no. I'm just I, thinking how fun it is to put a timing belt on. Yeah, the PT things. Cruisers were no, notoriously of questionable quality and. Very difficult to work on. Mm. Okay. Which just translates to expensive maintenance. And and when little right, when little right. things go wrong, like a valve cover gasket leak on a on a Honda element is is a minor almost in and out repair. A valve cover leak or a crank seal leak on a PT cruiser is like an all day ordeal. Oh, that bad, huh? Yes, yeah. that bad. Okay. Well, it depends on which side of the counter you're on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah. If you're on the counter or in the shop. Yeah. You know, yeah. fo- foolish yeah. us, we keep recommending these quality vehicles that don't need a lot of repairs to people. We should just recommend PT Cruisers and HHRs to people all day long. You know, you I go. could probably yeah. work on three cars a week and uh, make more money than I do now. Yeah, I'm seeing she's breaking. But okay. Well. We gotta right, take okay. a break. Yeah, thank you for the call, right. Jim. Well, thank you much. Uh, yeah, and appreciate the uh, uh, enjoy the show, guys. All yeah. right, thank, thank you. Well, thank all you. All right, okay, bye for now. And for anybody out there looking to buy a car, remember, a good deal isn't always what it looks like. Three six zero six seven six KGMI. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Doctor John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Angler Automotive. Wow, thanks. COVID nineteen has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis. Puget Sound Energy has given over $18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic, and together with PSE Foundation, gave $4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at PSC.com slash together. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Why didn't you just call Biobug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? Biobug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, Biobug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit Biobug.com. Biobug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. 
The all-new Sumas Market is open and is celebrating with special grand opening prices throughout the store. A great selection of everything you need from your community grocery store. From grab-and-go snacks to next week's groceries, fresh meat and poultry, dairy department, produce, and dry goods. The all-new Sumas Market has it with fair prices and well-stocked shelves. Save time and save money at the new Sumas Market. Come and celebrate and save at your community grocery store. The new Sumas Market on Cherry Street opens 7 days a week. Every day, KGMI brings you the latest news and information, and we also give you a chance to express your opinion on a major news story of the day. Go to KGMI.com anytime and take part in our daily news poll to see what others are thinking and add your voice. We'll have an update during the KGMI afternoon news, and we'll give you a final tally and a new question each day during the KGMI morning news. Be part of the conversation with the KGMI daily news poll, another informative and free feature from KGMI. Come on, Kurt. Sing along. Oh, I don't know the words. No. Just mumble when they start. If Yeah. I mumble all the time. Um, yeah. Thanks, man. Welcome back. You are in the shop. Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic. Kirk from Mangler Automotive. 360-676-KGMI. And we have Mary on the line. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. I have a... Uh, 2008 Lincoln MKZ, and end of October, I had the 90,000-mile total checkup, which includes the brake system, of course. And a few days ago, when we had the snow out here, I ran into a problem. I had to brake because uh, the car in front of me slowed down so much. And mind you, I was not driving uh, fast at all. But I had to brake, and all of a sudden, the vehicle started to vibrate or shudder in the steering wheel while braking. And I had the feeling that uh, the brakes were locking. And I had it a few times that uh, evening, and uh, I almost wound up in a ditch because I could not control the car. So what is wrong? Although this inspect- uh, inspection had been done, uh, is there a warranty on these inspections? What do you think I should do? I do not want to get into this situation again. So a question for you, Mary. When you had that incident and and you had to to push on the brakes really hard, things started vibrating and acted abnormal. After that incident, the rest of your driving through the day, did the brakes feel normal or has the problem continued? Totally normal under normal road conditions. How fast were you going when um, the event occurred? How fast were you going when when it happened? Oh, very slow. I think your analog brakes activated. So, I, I I'm kind what of on, on board with with Kirk. Um, so the the analog brake system that keeps the tires from locking up when you're in a panic stop or on slick roads, um, they 
the the way the system works is it monitors how fast the wheels are spinning. You press on the brakes hard, and your tires don't all lock up at the same time. One of them will lock up before the rest of them. The computer senses this occurring in in just amazingly fast speed. And to keep that tire from locking up, it pulses the brakes to release them so that tire doesn't lock up, which it's a high-pressure pulse that happens in a hydraulic system. And you get feedback on the brake pedal, sometimes in the steering wheel, and, and it's almost like a, a rapid buzzing or a, or just a vibration that happens in the system. So yeah. much so that when anti-lock brakes actually came out in the late 80s in vehicles, the accident rate for people with anti-lock brakes went up because the anti-lock brakes would activate. Everything would feel funny. People would let off the brakes and be surprised by it, and that delay would cause them to end up getting in an accident. Um so it, it can be really disconcerting when the brakes act, the anti-lock brakes activate like that, and that's what it sounds like happened. And you were, um, Mary, you were on uh, snow and ice? Yes, yes. You know, that's, um, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't be a bad idea to uh, bring it into your favorite shop and have them, you know, take a look at it, or at least go for a ride with you, and go into an anti-lock brake mode and see if you say, "Yeah, that's what it was doing," because you know, just to be on the safe side. But um, you know, this time of the year, I um, always recommend. You know, we get the first snow out on the roads and stuff. Um, I've got a. I live on a street that doesn't have a whole. It's a wide street, and there's not cars parked all over the place. And one of the first things I do every year when I start out, I'll get out on the street and I'll get going about, you know, 15 miles an hour or so, and I just slam on the brakes, uh, whether it's my truck or my little Buick I'm driving now, um, and just to make sure that the anti-lock brakes are working and um, also to kind of remember what it feels like when they do activate because um, something like my Dodge truck you nail those, um, you know, the brakes and the steering wheel shaking, the brake pedals bouncing up and down, vibrating your foot, and it's going right like that. Exactly. It's kind of freaky, um, mm-hmm. but that's the way the system's designed. And typically, if you're in an anti-lock brake situation, the car's going to more or less, if you're on flat ground, track the direction you were heading. A little bit. So let's say you kind of started turning a little bit right or a little bit left to kind of get out of their way, and you hit the brakes, and it goes in a lot anti-lock brake. It's gonna most of the time track the direction you were already going. Um, sometimes you can kind of steer through that a little bit, but it's yeah, all with about the stopping. with the anti-lock brakes, when when that buzzing happens, normally you want to maintain pressure or press harder and steer around the incident. Now, depending on your speed and how slick the road is, it may not steer around the incident, but that is going to give you your best chance to avoid getting into a collision is you continue that brake pressure, ignore the vibration, and just try to steer around the incident. Um, Pretend all that other stuff isn't happening and you're just on a Sunday sunny drive and try to steer around it. And if that doesn't work, um, you know, there could be a collision, but that's going to give you the best chance to avoid it. And, 
just to say, steer around the collision, and you want to steer around it gently. You don't want to try to swerve out of the, you know. So anti-lock brakes working properly, which most of them are when they're activated like that, um, are going to stop your car. I'm going to probably get people to disagree with this. It's going to stop your car quicker than you're going to stop your car. Yeah. I, I almost wound up in a ditch. I could not control the car. So luckily, maybe an inch or two before the ditch, uh, it stopped. Well, I will chalk that up to your skill and experience behind the wheel. All right, Mary, we've got to take a little break here. Appreciate the call, and I think uh, maybe in a week or two we'll do a little bit of a show on the uh, driver assist features in vehicles and, and what's going to happen and how to deal with it when they activate. Appreciate the call. Okay, thank you. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive, and we'll be right back. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. This holiday season, Brown & Brown of Linden's 11th Annual Turkey Drive provided 264 turkeys to Whatcom County families in need. An estimated 3,400 pounds of turkey were distributed by Bellingham Food Bank and Linden-based Project Hope Food Bank. The turkeys were purchased with $2,000 from Brown & Brown Insurance, $1,615 from Brown & Brown team members who held a bake sale and luncheon, and $3,010 from community members and businesses. These turkeys provide healthy, protein-rich meals for so many local families in need, said Bobby Green of Brown & Brown of Linden. The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry, located in the Iowa Business Park. Choose from their large jewelry selection or their master jewelers can create the perfect Christmas gift. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. Business owners, you have job openings? We have HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is Cascade Radio Group's hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. Upload your available job listings today. Job seekers can post resumes, too. HireMeWa.com is available 24 hours a day. Check back frequently. New job listings added regularly. HireMeWa.com. Business owners, post your job openings for free right now at HireMeWa.com. That's HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is a service of Cascade Radio Group and this station. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I happen to believe that the Bellingham, Whatcom County, uh, the Fraser River Delta, Nipsack, is an enormous healing area. Each weekday at 4 p.m. I'm the old dog. When I walk down railroads, I'm the one who knows who just got here and who didn't. I see them, they're so angry from where they came from, and then through the years, they mellow out because there's a healing energy here. On KGMI 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Welcome back. You are in the shop. This is Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Mangler Automotive. Taking your calls, 360-676-KGMI. We're going to squeeze a few more people in before the end of the show, and we have Susan on the line. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. I have a second car. It's an 05 Kia Sedona. I don't have an outside way to plug in a trickle charger that I've heard you talk about. On cold days like this, I don't drive it very much, but is it better to let it run for 20 minutes or take it for a drive for 20 minutes? You are better to let it run for 20 seconds or a minute and then drive it for 20 minutes. Um, the, the starting and idling it thing for cars that don't get driven a lot um, doesn't necessarily 
fuel a whole lot. I mean, it's better than nothing, but you're barely getting up to temperature. And uh, so the thermostat's maybe barely opening. Um, and you really need to, to drive it to get up, up off idle, to, to clear things out, get everything circulating, transmission, you know, and everything else. So better to drive it for a while. Once a month is probably a, a, a good, a good uh, you know, time frame for driving it. Should I do that more often when it's cold like it's been? What? Does temperature make a difference? I'm sorry. I I want, you know, I, I think once a month is, is probably just fine, as long as the battery's holding it char- its charge and not getting weak. And in, in that Kia, for it to sit for a month and then fire it up and, and drive it for a half hour or use it for a day um, should be just fine. The battery shouldn't go dead, and that should get it charged back up, and you shouldn't really have to worry about that battery maintainer. Um, okay. And that being said, you know, this is – for you and for other listeners out there, when we talk about the the battery maintainers like that, they do make some some nice ones that have uh, they have a uh, wires that hook up to your battery terminals, and then they have a little connector that has you know maybe one or three feet of wire with a connector and a little rubber cap that you can like feed it around, fish it out the front of your grill, zip tight in a safe place. You've got this little capped wire thing sitting in the front of the car that's visible and accessible. And then you have the actual charger that's in your garage or, or somewhere that you can just plug in and run over and quickly plug into that connector. So and you don't have to cord. worry about, you know, all, everything else going along with it. You know, I'd probably only do that if you're in a covered area or garage. I don't know about leaving all the open connections and extension cords out in the yeah, I just, winter I, weather. I, I, rain. My block heater, I got a 100-foot power cord. Goes into the garage. Yeah, three. I drag it up the driveway. Three twenty-five foot extension cords just no. plugged into each other, daisy chained <laughs> out in the snow and the puddles. You want a you want a good good quality good quality um, heavy duty extension cord. I just plug it into the front of the truck, let it rain on it. And sometimes when it's raining, I'm a little concerned about when I'm plugging it in. My hands are wet, and I got a two you know hot wire and. Putting it, I haven't been shocked yet. I think driving it once a month sounds just fine. All right. Thanks for the call, Thank Susan. And, uh, boy, let's real quick see if we can squeeze Rob in here. Morning, Rob. How are you? Uh, good morning. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I've got an older Mercedes, and it's got, I think, a valve cover, a slow valve cover leak. So the engine's all dirty. You know, that oil is, it's new oil, but that oil is always dark anyway. What's the best way to clean the top and the bottom of the engine so I can um, do the valve cover? Well, foamy engine bright and uh, medium pressure water, um, and and some yeah, I got, a, I got a pressure washer. So, so foamy engine bright, soak it down with the uh, you know engine soap. Um, this is probably best to do at a car wash that has an oil water yeah. separator and you're not running in, into the city drains because technically you're not supposed to yeah. wash your car and run that oil into the sewers. Kirk is shaking his head at me like I'm an idiot. No, yeah. you're not an idiot at all. Actually, you're quite intelligent. That's why I do so the show those, with you. Um, so like the, do it, the do-it-yourself car washes like up next to Sunset there, they have a setting on that uh, wand that you can like do that? They do can they, do their soap. I recommend. They used to. I don't I, yeah. think they do anymore. But I recommend bringing your own foamy engine bright up there because it takes the thing like three quarters to switch between wash and rinse. Yeah. You might okay, you might so look at that because I used to take cars to the car wash to you know blast off motors, and uh, yeah. I found that 
Last time I was up there, I don't think they had an engine cleaner. Yeah. Okay. Call Master Auto Detail on De- Master Auto Detail on Iowa Street. Oh, there okay. you go. All Master. right. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Bye. You've been in the shop, Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic, Kirk from Angler Automotive. We'll see you next week.